to another episode of the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship, event sponsorship, and how digital is affecting the industry. I'm your co-host, Nick Lawson, co-founder of a company called Squad. We're helping sports teams and events connect fans to sponsors digitally through digital activations. As always with me here, Rich Franklin, Vice President of Corporate Partnerships for the Portland Winterhawks. Um, Rich, excited to dive in with you today on this topic as a, I feel like I say that every week, and I'm excited to dive in <laughs> on this topic. But you know, if well, if come people, on, man, it's exciting times here. It's you know, it's it's one of those things where honestly, some of these topics come from just you know me saying like, hmm, I wonder what Rich thinks about this, or I wonder what Rich is seeing about this in the industry. So, um, really excited for this. I think this is going to be interesting because we are opening up. Things are getting back to somewhat quote unquote over normal within sports and fans being back in the arena and all of that. But um, today with you wanted to dive into the three changes post pandemic that you're seeing from sponsors. Um, obviously things have changed in the industry, how we do things in the industry, but as somebody who's kind of out there selling, talking with partners, as we're kind of getting out of this post pandemic, what are the three biggest things you're seeing Um whether it's requests from sponsors or what sponsors are looking for post this pandemic. Well, and, and some of these Nick are going to be um, things that we had kind of seen prior to the pandemic, but they've just accelerated even more. Um, or in some cases it's uh, you know, partners that, that didn't express an interest in these areas before are now suddenly saying, Hey, what about this? And how about that? So, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, uh, these would be kind of the top three that that I would say um, are are that I'm hearing more about, or shall we say, increased emphasis upon them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's start with number one, mm-hmm. and you know, this is a podcast about you know a lot of digital stuff, <laughs> digital activations in sports, and I'd say the first thing that I'm noticing noticing is a a a strong ramp up in requests for digital assets. Um, and I think a lot of that is just because coming out of the pandemic, when we had to shift a lot of our venue assets, um, you know, fan engagement assets away from game day and in venue to uh, outside of venue, things like an app, uh, things like uh, social media, stuff like that. Uh, really, really seeing a strong uh, continued increase, continued ramp up of, uh, of sponsors requesting uh, digital elements uh, to their partnerships with the Winterhawks. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious on this one because obviously we still have signs. We still have physical assets, right? Um, for you, I mean, of course, you know, brands out of just being forced had to go digital. Are you seeing digital replacing some of those assets? Are you seeing digital as enhancing some of those signages? Like, where's where's that well, shift kind of going? Obviously, assumingly, they have a finite amount of budget to kind of invest in these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's going to vary a little bit from sponsor to sponsor. I, of course, am, am trying to shift things into digital as an add-on rather than um, a, a replacement just because clearly we're all looking for ways to, to grow revenue. So, 
um, you know, the way that I'm trying to approach it, and, and I think the best thing that I have found is to be proactive in this, not wait for them to tell me they want digital. It's me telling them you need digital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, what I'm trying to, to say is let's add this, this particular digital element as a, a new additional add-on part of the partnership um, you know, this is something that, that we found worked very well during the pandemic without uh, playing games, without fans in the stands. So, <clears throat> you know, let's take what you were doing before and put these, these these new digital elements on top of them. And in some cases, they're coming back to me and saying, well, okay, we got to be a little bit, you know, budget cautious here, in which case we'll go back and, and kind of review the package as a whole and see if there is something that could be you know, shaved down a little bit or, or, or dropped from the prior package that, that we don't feel is going to be um, appropriate. I mean, a great example is um, one of my sponsors uh, had purchased ticket backs, and I don't think we're going to be dealing with hard tickets at all in the, uh, in the near future or ever again, where it's going to be all digital. So uh, there's a great example of a piece of inventory that uh, uh, because of everything that happened with the pandemic and and everything going to touchless these days, um, it's just not it just doesn't have the same value. But for aside for things like that where where the asset itself is really going away like a like a ticket back, uh, I'm trying to use digital as a as an incremental add-on element to to the existing partnership uh, rather than just trading dollars. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, it, I forget what client it was, but um, the way they put it very well is the signage builds your fan affinity and awareness. The digital fits in the, to that story of conversion and, and, and data capture and all of that. So, you know, you, you kind of just have to craft it as, as you said, as an add-on, right? You already have yeah. built all this affinity with the signage. Let's add some digital to build a little bit more of that attention and affinity, but also almost have a conversion trigger towards your goal that all of a sudden makes those signs make more sense within the whole story. So I think you're totally right. I mean, we don't need to sort of totally replace those, but just the way you kind of weave their story, you can still make money, drive revenue with you know the addition of this need for digital without sacrificing some of those other elements that you've had in the past yeah exactly as, as i say i mean if 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 there's an element that that they've had previously like signage that is going to continue to make sense which i believe will be the case uh given the the uh fans returning the demand for for return to live sports with with uh fans uh, in the stands and butts in the seats you know, I think that, that signage is still going to be just as strong as ever, if not stronger. But yeah, some of these digital elements, um, and this kind of leads a little bit into uh, what my second point is here. I won't jump too far ahead just yet, but a lot of these digital elements are are as a an enhancement, a, a, a nice add-on rather than an instead of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So with that being said, Jumping into number two, what's kind of the second biggest change you've seen post-pandemic in sponsorship? Well, yeah, the, the, the second change that I'm seeing, and I think a lot of this is because of the demand for digital, is, um, is demand for 
fan engagement on either non-game days or, in some cases, non-home game days. Uh, I'm finding that sponsors are wanting to engage with our fans, uh, not just in venue on game day. They want to engage with fans who are following along via broadcast, television, streaming video, whatever it may be for our road games as well. And then they are also looking for opportunities to engage <clears throat> even outside of season. And that's really where, where digital uh, becomes a, a key component to those types of, of partnerships because of the ability for us to, to take a lot of the fan engagement, whether it's a, a contest or a trivia or a polling element, something like that, that we are doing in venue, and now we are able to expand it to uh, road games or, depending on what the questions may be and how we're approaching it, we can even do it completely outside of the season. So I would say after digital um, or, or not, not a completely separate request or a completely separate change, but digital has led to more people, more sponsors, at least in my experience, uh, wanting to find ways to uh, engage with our brand and engage with fans outside of game day. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, to that point, getting back to the root of maybe why that's happening is one of the key things with digital engagement is, you know, or digital ads like Facebook ads, which, you know, we are competing with in some sense for that budget is you can run a Facebook ad 24-7, 365. And, you know, the value is all year round, you almost have to build in some of these things to bring that value to the sponsor outside of the off season. We've talked about this on a previous episode. It's just all that off season inventory in today's age is almost wasted. If you're not utilizing it, one prime example, the NBA draft just happened last night. You know, we did a, we did a prediction activation with the Kings on the, the draft lottery kind of choosing what, position the Kings fans thought the Kings would get. And that was something that was outside of the stadium or outside of the season mm-hmm. that they're able to kind of activate on. So I think yeah. you're, you're totally right there. And, and again, we've talked about this on a previous episode, but it's, it's almost where it's the reason why is because other platforms have that ability to reach people 365. So then the question becomes, as they're thinking through their budgets, why should we keep investing into something that only reaches fans five months when we could just invest in something else that reaches them all year? This is right. really the need to increase what you're doing in the off season and how much inventory you have for that off season. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Right. And actually you, you kind of hit on something there that, that leads into my third change. Uh, you mentioned, you know, looking for a return on investment and uh, that's the third change that I'm seeing is I'm getting a lot of requests for data, uh, you know, specifics, not just, you know, attendance like we used to have but, and, and TV viewership. But, uh, for example, all the social uh, elements, it's, you know, how many impressions, how many engagements, how many likes, how many click-throughs, you know, however it is that, that it's being measured. Um, you know, the days of, hey, we'll put a banner on your, 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 your banner ad on our website and call it good <laughs> are going away. Um, again, this is a lot of it is out of the, the rise in digital. But I think what we're seeing is that more and more sponsors generally 
are really looking to quantify the ROI that they're receiving from these from these partnerships. And so a lot of that uh, involves us being able to provide uh, very specific performance metrics so that we are able to show them exactly how much fan traffic we are delivering to them, whether it's in the form of a brand exposure, a fan engagement, a contest sign-up, sweepstakes sign-up, anything along those lines. But uh, I'm seeing much more uh, desire on the part of my sponsors to have very, very quantifiable data uh, as part of our, our recaps. And even as we're planning for the season ahead, they're looking for things that, that they can track um, to, to exactly know exactly what kind of ROI they're getting from their partnership. And it, you know, which makes sense. Uh, they don't, they don't, a lot of companies, uh, you know, don't have uh, a, a whole lot of uh, extra money to burn. And depending on what category they may have been in, uh, you know, they may be in a recovery mode from, from the pandemic. Uh, so they're, they're wanting to know that this is, um, this is an efficient way uh, for them to, to get their branding out and engage with consumers. And the best way for them to measure that is through the data. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, again, it kind of comes back to, I mean, this is what digital ads do very well. Mm -hmm. Facebook literally shows you if you have all your conversions set up, you spent this many dollars, you got this many dollars back kind of on that ad piece for you. I mean, obviously there's tons of data points. I imagine it's, which ones are most important to track or whatever your North star is, it's going to matter for like matter what your sponsor's goal is right toward, toward why they're kind of investing in sports partnership, yeah. whether it's again, if, if it's an HR hospitality thing, I don't think sales is going to be kind of on their roadmap as opposed to, you know, employee retention slash, you know, uh, happiness since implementing, you know, the, the, tickets to a game or something like that yeah yeah i uh, you know th it's important obviously and we were talking about this i think just maybe just last week but um you know it's important to always know what kind of data it is that they're looking for so that you're able to to craft your um craft your offerings accordingly uh, it's sort of like teaching to the test, as they say. <laughs> so, you know, if, if it's being measured on just just the number of gross impressions or whether it's on click-throughs, engagements, whatever it might be, um, it's important that both you and your social media uh, uh, department understand exactly what the parameters are and how success is being measured on the, on the part of the, of the partner. But, yeah, there's definitely a, um, an increased... Uh, uh, focus and increased requests for those data metrics as part of the uh, evaluation process of, of the partnership because they do want to make sure that it's it's accomplishing what they want to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward, I mean, obviously we just came out of a pandemic. With these three, do you see any of these as kind of, I don't want, I kind of don't want to use this term, but it's the best uh, I have is like a flash in the pan, right? Do you see these as, hey, I mean, we, we've talked about a little bit on of this on the podcast, but do you see any of these of like, hey, they're going to be on it for this first year out of the pandemic, but they'll probably go back to what they were doing before uh, of any of these three? Or are these kind of three staples that 
sponsorship departments should be looking at to say these should be our foundations as we kind of build these packages post-pandemic? Well, there's two ways of looking at it. There's there's the question of is this are these areas that sponsors are going to want to continue to demand from their from their sports partners? And the flip side of it is 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 this something that we as the team want to continue to offer? Uh, just because of, of the ability to add extra value to the to the um, partnership, so I think digital is here to stay. Uh, I do not believe that <laughs> that that is going to be changing at all. Uh, that is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger. Will it ever supplant uh, you know certain things like broadcast? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, uh, there's there's certainly some some very strong trends. Uh, you know, towards away from over-the-air broadcasts and satellite and things like that, and more towards uh, towards streaming. So I think that's pretty much here to stay. You know, in the case of the non-game day stuff, that's something that we as the team really ought to be pushing anyway, uh, simply because uh, it, it allows us to to expand our offerings. Now we're able to uh, you know, in my case, I've got 68 regular season games a year, 34 at home, 34 on the road. If all I'm pressing or all I'm offering is just the 34 home games, fully half of my season is really going underutilized. Um, sure, you've got, you know, broadcast and stuff like that, but that's where, you know, the digital offerings for, for fan engagement on road games, that's where the social media components that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we're really not even on the radar, uh, are becoming more and more important. And it's important to us as a team because, A, we want to be able to maintain our relationship with our fan base outside of home game nights, and B, it allows us to package these engagements uh, up and sell them to our sponsors, which brings in, hopefully, more revenue for the organization. So I think that all of these, the digital the non-game day and the data are all here to stay. Uh, I don't see anything changing. Uh, you know, the, the growth of digital is definitely what's driving the, the growth, of, growth of the data request because it is so easily tracked and measured. And as I said, for the non-game day things, um, you know, not only are the sponsors wanting it, but we as a team want to offer it because it allows us to to, as I said, offer more on more game nights, still engage with that fan base, not just in venue, in seat, uh, at a home game. Yeah. And I, what I love about these three, um, what I love about these three is, I mean, they all add value, right? Non-game day, you could double your inventory, right? It's just more things for people to buy. Digital, again, reaching fans at away games or new activations. That's more things that sponsors can purchase. And then even the data, I mean, if you can, if you can prove, you know, the value, then obviously as you renegotiate or, you know, redo those deals, you can say, Hey, look, we are going to charge more and we would like you to purchase more. The data shows that it's worth it for you to invest in this. So I think what's nice about all three of these, if you're sitting there thinking, man, how much work is it going to take to get digital or to get new inventory? Is it worth my time? All three of these things add inventory that you can either sell to new sponsors or current sponsors. I'll use this term lightly fairly easily. Um, just, just 
just by adding them kind of to your game day packages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely the norm. It's definitely the standard now <clears throat> having, having digital activations is no longer, Hey, something, something shiny and new. It's pretty much standard. So, um, the key is just how do you, how do you build upon it? How do you expand it? Uh, so that, uh, you, you don't want to dilute the, the offering so that you've got so much going on <clears throat> that nothing is being done effectively. But, you know, if you're if you're looking at things like, uh, you know, can this per particular fan engagement element work just as well on a Saturday night without a game, uh, or a Saturday night on a road game as it does for a Saturday night at a home game, then you really ought to be be including that into your uh, into your sponsor offerings. Plus, it helps you sort of spread out the messaging load a little bit, so that it's not solely uh, you know, filling up your, your game nights, your home game nights with a lot of clutter. Yeah, exactly. So just to kind of review those three, so three biggest changes you're seeing post pandemic and sponsorship. One is digital. Yep. Next is non game yep. day. And then third is, is going to be that data. Last question as we kind of wind this down, is there one you're seeing that's more important than the other two? I'm sure it kind of matters partner to partner, but is there one that just, you're seeing to say, Hey, like this needs, this needs to be in everything that we do because every sponsor is kind of asking for it. Well, I would say that, that more and more it's the data. Uh, that's your proof of performance right there. Uh, you know, it's easy as the old saying goes, anybody can sell something once. It's when you sell something a second time that you've really proved your, your, your value or your worth. So I would say that the, the measurables, the quantification, the ROI, that sort of thing um, is going to be kind of kind of key for a lot of teams, particularly smaller teams. It's maybe an area that you haven't devoted a lot of resources to uh, that you're going to have to to really think about devoting more to going forward. And there's a lot of uh, services out there. There's different digital companies that that uh, you know that track that kind of stuff for you. That's going to help uh, help make it easier. Uh, I'm not going to name any names just because there's a lot of them out there. And as soon as I name one, I'll forget somebody else. But you know, just just I think you're going to want to think about how are we doing our proof of performance on this. Rink boards are easy. You know, here's here's a picture of the rink board uh, or the outfield sign, and here's how many people we had at the games and then we figure they looked at them you know some multiple number of times you know you, you can kind of get nebulous about that a little bit there's there's some wiggle room there but when it comes to you know how many uh, gross impressions how many unique impressions how many likes and click-throughs and, and engagements and all that kind of stuff I think that if you're not already working with a, a fulfillment uh, company that is helping you track and measure all that stuff. That's something that that you really ought to be taking a look at because going forward, that's going to be your proof of performance, and that's going to more and more determine whether you're able to renew that partner or you're out there constantly having to to drum up new business. And as we know, it's always easier to renew or upsell a happy customer than it is to go out and find a new one. Yeah. No, I think I mean uh, that's that's the that's the pillar to your point being able to say we did this with you this year and this was the value 
is leads to dollars. Obviously, adding new inventory and, and adding non-game day inventory is great. People will purchase that, but uh, you know the cornerstone is, hey, how do I prove to you each year that it's worth taking your budget, which is maybe more constricted each day, and spending with us to kind of get that return? Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Rich. Uh, for those three, if anybody wants to get in touch with you to chat about those, what's the best way to do that? Well, if you'd like to chat about those or uh, or anything else, uh, you can reach me either on LinkedIn. My name is Rich Franklin, VP of Corporate Partnerships for the Portland Winterhawks hockey team. Or if you'd like to go the email route, my email address is richf at winterhawks.com. And I'm Nick Lawson. You're probably seeing this on LinkedIn, so definitely connect with me. As always, shoot us your topics that you have uh, for for us to go over. We'd love to dive in and chat on those. So shoot us over to either Rich or I um, so that we can dive into those. But thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Remember, keep pushing those limits within sports sponsorship. Mm-hmm.